that all the honor and all the glory and all the praise is yours and uh, Lord just be with us this morning in everything we do uh, give us ears t uh, to hear your word help us to be attentive to what you're saying to us we pray all this in Christ's name amen thank you to our worship team for that beautiful as always and um uh, we have, um, uh, I've got a pretty good object lesson here. I want to say better than pretty good object lesson for the kids, but we're, we're minus a lot of our kids. So I'm going to slide the table over in case they want to watch later on camera. Um, so I'm going to try to do this without making too big of a mess here. But um, today I'm talking to all the grown-ups, and you know, I've told you many times before that it takes longer to teach grown-ups things than it does kids. But um, <laughs> I'm talking to the grown-ups today about prayer, okay, and about how important it is to pray. And sometimes that can be confusing to us, and sometimes it can be hard. Sometimes it can be really easy. It just sort of depends on what's going on. But I came up with this thing. I actually found this online, and I thought it was really good, so I'm borrowing it because we don't steal in the church. That's um, one of the Ten Commandments. We don't steal. So I'm borrowing this object lesson today. So I want you to think of the word pray. P-R-A-Y. Each one of those letters stands for something. The P stands for praise. If you're going to pray, you start by praising God. You start by thanking God for everything that he's given you, and thank you to God for being awesome and for loving you and all of that. Praise, okay? The second letter, R, stands for repent. That's a big churchy word. And what that means is we have, to, we have to change our way. We have to change our thinking. So if we've done something wrong, we need to go to God and confess that to God and say, God, listen, I, I goofed up. And if you're like me, you do it probably once a day at least, okay? And you say, God, I'm, I'm sorry. I goofed up. I, I'm asking for you to forgive me. Okay, that's the R. That's repent. The A, this is going to be everybody's favorite, is ask. You can ask God for anything. Now, that doesn't mean that God is going to just give you anything you ask for. That's like going to your parents and asking them if you can have cookies for dinner. They're probably not going to let you have that, but that doesn't mean they don't love you. It actually means they do love you because they won't let you have cookies for dinner, right? But you can ask God anything that you need, anything you can take to God and ask. Okay, that's the A, right? And then the Y. Y stands for yield. You're going to learn this word when you start driving someday, okay? Yield means that you need to let God take control, okay? You, you can't be the boss in the situation. You have to remember that God is the boss. So when you think of pray, I want you to remember to think of praise. I want you to think of repent, ask, and yield, okay? Now, we get a lot of instruction in the Bible about prayer. And in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Paul says this. He says, 
Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. That means never stop praying. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So what does that look like, to pray without ceasing? That means you should always be praying, kind of like always breathing, right? Are you praying right now? It's weird, doesn't it? Because we think, am I? I'm not. I don't have my hands, you know, closed. I don't have my eyes closed. I don't have my head bowed. Am I praying? What it means is being focused on God, being talking to God. So what would that look like? Here comes the cool object lesson. You ready? It involves candy. Oh, I always get the kids' attention with the candy. All right? So here, you can't see this. Hopefully they can see this on camera. I don't know if they can, but... I've got a, a, a ring of Skittles. How many of you like Skittles? Grown-ups, you can admit to liking Skittles. That's fine, right? Okay. I actually have some extra Skittles up here. So if you're all good, you never know. I may let you wrestle over the Skittles. Okay, so I want you... The Skittles represent us, Christians all around the world. Okay? The plate represents the world. Okay? So watch what happens when we add prayer into... The equation at first it doesn't look like a lot's happening but if you watch carefully you'll see come on now don't what you'll see is that here you'll see that the prayers the colors are starting to run Okay, and eventually they're all going to come together into this beautiful rainbow right in the middle. And if you remember from your Bible story, okay, the rainbow was God's symbol. The rainbow was God's promise. Okay, this is a reminder to us that if we're all praying all the time, that God can take all of our prayers and he can do amazing things. Can you remember that? So when you think about prayer, remember the P-R-A-Y and remember the Skittles. The Skittles are important, okay? All right, so that's what I got. Oh, look, look, look. Now it looks really good. Oh, look at that. Look at that, huh? Yeah? I know. We're in East Tennessee, so there should be more orange. But um, isn't that cool? Yeah. Those are soggy Skittles. You don't want those. But I, but I do have dry Skittles, too, eventually. So, but the, We have talked to the parents about that. Okay, so that's my my kids' uh, object lesson message today. So I'm sorry for the kids that didn't get to experience that live because um, it, was, it was better live, trust me. So. All right, so uh, let me put the dry Skittles over here too. Actually, Clay threatened to eat the Skittle, Skittles earlier uh, during rehearsal. So good morning officially to those of you that are watching online. Good morning to those of you that are here um, there was joy in the house of the Lord this morning. Um, new friends, old friends. I got the whole OG wisdom row back there. So I had to roll my sleeves up. I was like, okay, it's on, it's on, right? So here we go. But I'm really excited to have you all here. Um, Fred and Ellen are back from Alaska. They survived. They're thawed, right? Or getting thawed, right? So I'm, I'm very thankful for that as well. Um, if you've been following along, you know that for the past few weeks, we've been looking at the things that the early church in Acts, the things that they were devoted to in our sermon series, Devoted. 
And we looked, if you recall, first at the teachings of the apostles. Then we moved on to fellowship. And last week we talked about communion, the breaking of bread. And these were things that were outlined in Acts 2.42. It talked about what they were devoted to. And today I'm really excited because today we're going to be talking about prayer. And like I said during the kids' message, I, I think, you know, prayer is something that no matter what your relationship is with it, at times you've, you've looked at prayer as hopefully a necessity, because it is, but sometimes a struggle. Sometimes, depending on what you're facing, it seems like a real obstacle to be able to turn to God in prayer for what it is. Sometimes you allow yourself to believe the lie that, that what you're dealing with isn't worth God's time. I don't need to bother him with this. And that's the very thing that we need to do. I've had a relationship with prayer my whole life. I've been lucky in that regard, I guess, uh, from saying bedtime prayers with my mom. I remember doing that when I was very little to saying, um, you know, the prayer around the dinner table um, as uh, I'm one of five kids, and so whoever drew the short straw, we were the one that had to, to, to say the, the blessing that night, right? But um, um, it was just something that was sort of a, a part of our lives. But that doesn't change the fact that, that I, too, have had those same experiences in life where I've started to ask questions about prayer, questions about what do I pray? Why do I pray? Does it matter? You get really deep and philosophical. You ask questions like, well, if God already knows what's going to happen, if God knows everything, and he knows my heart, he knows what I want, he knows what I'm dealing with, does it matter if I come to him in prayer? Or is that just sort of a, a thing to make me feel better? Am I using the right words? You know, there's some of those Super Christians out there that, yeah, I mean, they, they've got all the these, the thou's and the thine's and then all that stuff. And, and man, they can just roll the prayers out. Do I need that? Right? Is it, is it like some sort of weird, you know, spiritual incantation that unlocks God's attention? Do my prayers matter? Ultimately. Do my prayers, do your prayers matter in the grand scheme of things, in the big C church, outside the walls of Hope Community, in your personal lives, in the lives of your family, in the lives of your neighbors and your coworkers and your friends and, and the church down the street and, and all that we pray for? Does one person's prayers matter? Alexander White says the greatest and best talent that God gives to any man or woman in the world is the talent of prayer. Simply put, prayer is an exchange. It's where we make our requests known and God receives them. Now we could do an entire series on prayer alone. We have actually in the past, but today I want to focus on three examples of prayer that we see in the life of Jesus. Because as with anything else, Jesus should be our example. So three examples of prayer in the life of Jesus. Individual prayer, communal prayer, 
and powerful prayer. I believe that these three types of prayer are accessible to anyone at any time. No matter how long you've been walking with Jesus or even if you're still trying to figure out what this whole Christianity thing looks like. It's still available to you. Anyone can participate in prayer. And so that being said, I'm going to pray before we get started today. So would you bow your heads, please? Father, thank you for making a way that we can talk with and commune with you. Lord, help us all to have a deeper commitment and a passion for prayer in our lives. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Throughout the life of Jesus, as revealed to us in the Gospels, we see several types of prayer. The first and possibly the most well-recognized is the practice of individual prayer. This is when Jesus would go off alone to pray, or maybe he stops for a moment to pray out loud so others can hear what he's saying. For, for many of us, this is going to be the type of prayer that we practice the most. It's easy. You don't have to wait until a group is gathered. You don't, there's nothing. I mean, it's just, it's you and God. So it could be the easiest thing for you. The good news is, is that Jesus was absolutely committed to his prayer time as well. If we look in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Don't skip the desolate place part. Jesus had, he gathered People came to him. People were around him. Even his, his followers were with him almost all the time. You know, they, they camped together. They, they lived together. But Jesus knew the importance of, of just a few minutes alone without the distractions of the world. So, so for us, we have to think about what that looks like. Alone time. That means taking that phone and putting it over there. Even if you're me, you know how hard it is for me. But take it, put it over there. All right? A little time alone. Just you and God. In this scene, what we learn is a couple of things about the prayer life of Jesus. First of all, he, he got up early in the morning to go pray. Now, from a strategic standpoint... A lot of people recommend doing this. This is important because it's the beginning of the day. It's, it's before anything can come at you that you weren't expecting, right? It's, it's often very quiet. It's normally peaceful unless you have little kids. And then, I don't know, all bets are off, right? There may not be a quiet or peaceful time. That may be later at night after everybody's in bed. But, but Jesus found that, that quiet time early in the morning where there aren't a ton of distractions to compete with it. And, and he entered into that time of prayer. I, I like morning prayer. It took me a while to get used to it. I'm not a morning person. It takes a long time to get all this ready. All right? <laughs> but I've found that it really changes my focus throughout the day. If the first thing I do when I get up in the morning 
is turn my attention to the Lord. And I say to him, thank you. Thank you for another day to get up, to breathe, to serve you, to, to love my wife, to love my kids, to, to love my family. Yes, you know, thank you. Because I need that personally. I think we all need that because it's too easy to get up in the morning, grab your phone, look at the news and go, oh, gas went up again or whatever, you know, get you going. So start with prayer. People say it helps them to feel grounded. It helps them to feel centered. And I agree with that. And secondly, we see Jesus go off to that solitary place to pray. And, and again, no distractions, right? Because he needs the focus. The truth is that our world in this day and age is increasingly busy. Far more than it was during the time of Jesus. So, so it's so important that solitary, that quiet. In the Gospels, Jesus would often go off to that solitary place. And he even seemed to understand that there was only so much that he could do in a day's time, in that 24-hour period, before he, he needed to recharge how many of us here today take time to recharge? How many of us, myself included, neglect our relationship with God because we have so many other pressing issues to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis? We look at we look at recharge, you think recharge, okay? I'm, I'm now at that point in life where recharge equals nap for me, right? And, and that's a physical recharge, but that's not a mental or spiritual recharge. So we're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of this um, avoidance sometimes of the, the one crucial thing that we need most as far as recharging. And as we seek to follow the example of Christ throughout our lives, may we be devoted to this practice of individual prayer. Life can be very difficult. And it can be complicated. And, and God wants us to come to him and make our requests and our burdens and our hopes and our dreams known to him. That's what he wants. The, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. How many of you have a favorite Bible verse? How many of you have one that just makes you go, hmm? right? That's mine. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the truth is, do not be anxious about anything. I'm the poster child for anxiety. And there it is. Do not be anxious. Which, which makes me stop and go, okay, am I really turning everything over to God? Because if I was... Would I let the anxiety get to me? Do not be anxious about anything. Now, Paul could have been mean. He could have just said, do not be anxious about anything. P 
period. And then just left us hanging with a cliffhanger. What? I, 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 what's the solution? Right? But he says, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. There it is. You don't have to be anxious because you have prayer. Now, it's easier said than done. How easy is it for us to just kind of let worry and anxiety just sort of drive the bus? And it happens. If you're, if you're anything like me, you know what happens. It, it just sort of comes from what we know, but more importantly, it comes from what we don't know. That's where worry moves in. When we don't know how we're going to deal with something, or we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know how things are going to turn out. The unknown is a source of worry, and when my brain kicks in, oh, I start to overthink things. I've told you all that before. I'm an overthinker, all right? And, and the more I start running different scenarios in my head, then the anxiety starts going higher and higher and higher, and what about this? What about that? I mean, you know, it could be anything. Whew. It's crazy. And here's Paul, this amazing follower of Jesus who, guess what? He suffered more spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically than David who he is ever going to know. And Paul says, do not be anxious. He's not throwing out some fortune cookie platitude about, you know, Hey, you know what? This sounds good. I'm going to write this down. He's speaking from experience. This is a man who was beaten, who was imprisoned. This is a man who, who gave up his travel itinerary to the Holy Spirit. It's the most amazing thing in Acts. When eventually Paul's like, you know what? We were planning on going here, but the Holy Spirit said, don't go there, go there. And we went. How many of us would have that level of faith? But Paul... He had relinquished that. No anxiety. You want to mess my wife up? Change travel plans at the last minute. Whew. She's not a worrier, but man, I, oh, I don't even want to think about that. Because she's a planner. But Paul knew that prayer can take care of any worry. He says, so, so present your requests to God. But don't just present them individually. Present them communally. It's, it's a gift to pray with others in community. There's, there's a power when we, when we pray together, when, when, we, when we join together and we make our requests known together. When we gather together in unity and we pray and, and he hears and he responds. In fact, when... When asked for advice on prayer, I always love that the disciples never asked Jesus to teach them how to preach. Listen, if I can do it, anybody can do it, okay? They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And I love that. And when Jesus gave them their, their prayer 101 lesson, right? Listen to what he said. He said, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, I imagine many of you know that. I mean, you, you've memorized it. I memorized it, right? King James Version, it's in my head, right? It's there. But how many of you have ever thought about the communal nature of prayer? Did you notice that Jesus doesn't instruct us to pray using personal pronouns? My father? He says, our father. We don't say me, we say give us. We, we use these pronouns, pronouns, our and us. And, and uh, John Burkett, who, who helps lead our, our prayer ministry, he, had, uh, he runs the Prayers for Hope Community Facebook group. If you're not in that group, you should be in that group. It's a, it's a wonderful, uh, he posts things on there as often as, as I post stuff on the main uh, thing there for, for uh, Facebook. But he put this article up not too long ago where somebody reflected on why uh, the Lord's Prayer is the way that it is. And if you try to read it with personal pronouns, it gets really clunky. So I encourage you to read it because it was a very, very good, um, uh, interesting article. But Jesus instructs us to be communal in prayer, to be plural in prayer, right? Communal prayer is an opportunity to take our eyes off of ourselves, to listen to the requests of others. It's, it's a time when we get to share in the suffering and the joy of the church community. And whether it's in a small group, whether it's at a coffee house, whether it's uh, on a street corner, whether it's gathered together here on a Sunday, there is power when we pray with and for one another. One of the first ministries that I got involved with um, was a, a prayer ministry. And I came in like knees knocking because I knew how to pray, but I was going through all that anxiety of, you know, what if, what if I don't sound like I know what I'm talking about? What if I, you know, this kind of thing, right? And it's a group of people who clearly had all been together praying for a long time. They were on a first-name basis. There was one guy that was handing out the tissues, like, you know, poker chips. I mean, he was just like there. He knew. He knew who needed it before they even started, right, that kind of stuff. And so I come into this group, and what I found really interesting was even just being quiet, which, if you know me, is very hard for me to do. Just listen and be praying and, and get, the, get this thought. Is that, is that from God? Is that a thought? And somebody else says the exact same thing. And all of a sudden, can't wait, that must have been from God, right? Either that or we, somehow we both got it. You know, what's that? Or sometimes it'd be three people got, hey, I'm, I'm seeing this picture. And somebody else is like, wait, I, I, I was hearing this. And, and, and all of a sudden, everyone's sort of together on this. And, and you're getting excited about it. And you're getting, like, really ramped up about, well, wait a minute, God's really speaking. And it's an amazing thing. You miss that when you have your quiet time with God. I'm, I'm not discounting the quiet time. I think the quiet time with God is, is equally important. Please understand. It's, it's different. But it's powerful. And it's reinforcing. 
I, I recommend it very, very much so. You know, Jesus says in Matthew 18, 20, he says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among you. I'm sure you've heard the, uh, the words in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, verse 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and heal their land. See, our prayers matter. Don't ever believe that lie that our prayers don't matter. God hears us when we pray. And finally, we see in the life of Jesus a willingness to go to God with big prayers, powerful prayers, and miraculous requests. Jesus prays at the tomb of Lazarus, and then he calls him out of the tomb, a dead man. And Lazarus walks out of the tomb alive. Wilfred A. Peterson said, change can be accomplished most of all through the power of prayer because with God, all things are possible. We said that last week. We were quoting the angel Gabriel when he was talking to Mary and she said, how can this be? And he said, with God, all things are possible. If we believe that, then we need to be praying like we believe that. Prayer is powerful because God is the most powerful being in all creation. He alone is the one who can answer our requests. Doesn't mean he will. Like a good parent, he knows what we need, what we should and should not have. But he can answer. And whether we pray individually, whether we pray communally, we, we've got to remember who it is that we're actually praying to. And I think Jesus models this most beautifully in John chapter 17. Now this is a, this is a longer section, so I, I wasn't going to go through um, you know death by PowerPoint by throwing it all up on slides. So just kind of follow along if you have your Bibles, um, John chapter 17. But as you listen to the words that Jesus prayed, I want you to hear the confidence and a reverence in his voice in him, okay? Beginning in, in, in verse 20, okay? Jesus prays for those who don't believe yet, but they will. Listen to these words. He said, I, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me 
and love them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. You, you hear the undeniable confidence of one who knows exactly who he is praying to, who knows exactly what God can and will do. So here's my question. Do we pray with that confidence? Or are we going through the motions and doing the things that we know we're supposed to do because that's how we've always done it? What would happen if we prayed bigger, bolder prayers? Yes, you, you might be disappointed because you won't get the answer that you want. And yes, it, it might take too long or it might be too difficult. But on the other hand, what would happen if even one of your big, bold, audacious prayers were answered? What if, what if the creator of the entire cosmos heard and responded specifically to your prayer? Back in um, 2018, I was first asked um, by Chris Carpenter to come to Hope Community Church to help. At the time, I'd been interning at a church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, another EFCA church, and um, their senior pastor was very sick. And so they were, um, they had approached me basically with the same thing. They said, you know, if you could, you could come in and, and, and help out and, and, uh, and fulfill this role. And I was really torn. I had spent a lot of time at that church. I had grown relationships with a lot of those families. And um, I had worked with the youth group. I had, you know, done some things there. And, and uh, just, I, I, I just didn't know. I was just torn. And I was praying and praying and praying and praying. And nothing. No answer. We started looking at houses up in Oak Ridge. Because we figured if we were going to be there we had to be there couldn't sell our house in Louisville nothing worked so praying and praying and finally my wife in, in all of her um, blunt honesty said to me one morning we were getting ready for an event at her church it was a, a prayer event and she said what do you want have you decided and I said well I've only been here to hope a few times but I feel like I fit hope I just don't know so we went to this prayer event it's called quiet waters at uh, two rivers church and, and we were there and we were manning the the family worship room which is the room where kids are just allowed to run wild because my wife is the kids pastor there so um, so it, it just turned out that that night it was it was like a Thursday night okay and so we're in this this room this worship center 
and it's empty. It's just her, me, and a bunch of stuff set up for kids. No families, nothing. It's just quiet. And just listening to the worship, and, and, just, and, and this guy walked in who's a, a, a major prayer warrior. And he just happened to walk in, and I said, hey, um, could you come here a second? I said, I'm dealing with a decision, and I was wondering if, if you could pray for me. And he put his hand up. He said, don't say anything else. And he's a big guy, and he grabbed, I'm not a big guy, but he's a big guy, and he grabbed me like by both shoulders, and he closed his eyes, and he started praying, and he started like, humming and and you know and, and and some of this is is comfortable for some people some isn't it's it's a little unfamiliar and 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 my eyes were closed and and i and i i felt him blow on my face which kind of you know threw me a little bit and i opened up my eyes and he was looking right at me and he said the lord says you go where you fit he let go of me and he walked out that's it like boom drop the mic you know <laughs> You know, and it, it, those exact words. And I just started crying. I just started crying like, thank you. That's what I needed, okay? I, I, I needed the hello, you know, moment. But God speaks to us. When we have the boldness to ask, when we have the confidence to pray at that level, those exact words go where you feel like you fit. Now, change can be accomplished most of all through the power of prayer. Because with God, all things are possible. Hmm? I'm going to say that again. Change can be accomplished most of all through the power of prayer. Because with God, all things are possible. Amen. I love that we worship a God who pays attention to us and who isn't so distant and above and non-personal that he doesn't like to just surprise the heck out of us every once in a while, okay? We're, we're coming up, we're closing up on fall break. So today I knew we would have families out fall break. We have some families that are sick and we have some families that are away, you know, camping and, and all this stuff. And so I literally got up this morning had my, my moment of, of prayer time with God and, and just had the attitude that there was only going to be a small group of us today. And I, I wish I'd have heard God snicker. <laughs> oh, just wait. Just wait. We've got people you've never met. We've got people that you haven't seen in a long time. We've got people returning from great distance. You're going to be doling out the hugs this morning. What an amazing God that we serve. Hmm? What an amazing God. You know, it's well known that, that the early church, the, the one that we read about in Acts, experienced unprecedented growth, unprecedented success and transformation as a result of their devotion to the cause. And I, I have to believe that, that prayer was a huge part of that a huge part of, of why they accomplished what they accomplished. And I, I believe that, that prayer is as imperative today as it was then. Many of us are devoted to all kinds of things that, let's face it, don't really matter in the long run. 
our social media accounts, our favorite TV shows, our hobbies, all of these things are, are wonderful escapes, but th these things aren't bad. Don't get me wrong. But it's a problem when we trade these things for times of individual, communal, and powerful prayer. If, if, if we can't set aside time for the most important thing in our spiritual lives, we need to start asking ourselves some serious questions. What if you simply exchange 10 to 15 minutes a day this coming week for, for prayer? What if you connected with, with someone over a quick text message or a phone call and, and somebody who wanted to pray? Pray together. Pray once a month, pray once a week. You know, I've, I've said it many times here. I'm, I, I told John Burkett, I'm going to keep saying it until somebody joins us. But every Monday at noon, we have a, a Google Hangout. You don't even have to see us face to face. I mean, just get on the screen with us, right? And we spend time together in prayer. We crack a couple jokes, too. I mean, it is me, but, you know, still. We spend time together online in prayer. It, it's my Monday lunch. I have it on my calendar. And I know John's getting tired of just looking at me. I mean, he's got to be, all right? Because, I mean, I look at me in the mirror, I get tired of it. I mean, so, you know, and I'm getting tired of looking at John. I mean, I love John, but I mean, you know, come on, right? So we would love to have somebody join us. Anyone join us. Everyone join us. Let's surprise John. He's not here today, right? Let's get about, you know, 10 people on there tomorrow, and then, you know, John won't know what to do. He won't be able to process that, right? But there's that opportunity. It's there if you want it. It's there if you can make it. Okay? Find time to pray. The next time you're given the opportunity where someone presents you a situation that they're dealing with, don't play the I'll be praying for you card. Stop right there. Stop right there. Put your foot down and say, I want to pray for you right now. Right now. Right here, right now. Is that okay? Make sure it's okay. <laughs> we don't want to, you know, scare anybody, but do it. Pray for people. It's so important. You know, as with all the, the practices that we've looked at through this, this series if we want to experience a deeper relationship and a greater transformation, then we have got to be intentional with our time and with our energy. We have to. I pray that throughout this series you've been challenged and that you've been encouraged through it. And most of all, I pray that you just take a small step of faith. That you be intentional and that you become just a little more devoted to the faith. Amen? Awesome. Let me invite the worship team up as I pray for us. Father, thank you for prayer. Thank you that we don't have to say fancy words. Thank you that we don't have to be formal or traditional, that we can just come to you. When Jesus taught us to pray, when he taught his followers to pray, he used... The word Abba, Daddy. Because that's the intimacy that you want. 
with us. Lord, you want us to come to you as our loving Father. Come to you with everything, with our joy, with our pain, with our suffering, with our brokenness. Father, we love you. We are so, so thankful that we worship a God who loves us so much that he won't block our call. God, inspire in us this week a desire to pray. To pray individually, to pray communally, and to pray powerfully. I don't want to be afraid to ask anymore. I'm praying this in the name of Jesus. Amen. couple quick announcements before we close today uh, if you are interested in the prodigal son study you want to learn more about this God who loves you so much that he will hike up his robes and run for you then you need to talk to Bonnie and Ivan that's a five-week study that's happening at their cabin so uh, talk to them about that also next week we're gonna begin a new sermon series just a short one what's it look like for those of you that are fishing fans what's it look like to be fishers of men Okay, so we're going to be looking at that. Uh, let me uh, just encourage you before you leave today, if you need prayer for anything, don't go out there alone. Not after we talked about this, not after we worshiped like that. Ask and let us pray for you. Okay, there are a lot of people here that would love to do that. So let us pray for you. Have a great week. God bless you.